Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. As a remodeler, custom builder, or contractor, what should you be spending on marketing? Hey, if you don't know me, I'm Spencer Powell. I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel, and our marketing agency helps remodeling companies and custom home builders build sustainable, repeatable marketing systems that to date have generated well over $150 million in sales for our clients. This podcast, Builder Funnel Radio, is where we share things that are working for us in hopes that they will work for you as well in growing your business. We always appreciate if you hit the subscribe button or pass this along to a friend, a peer, a colleague, if you got some value out of it and it helped you out. That being said, let's dive into marketing budgets. So this is always an interesting topic and it's one that comes up quite frequently. People want to know what's a good marketing budget? You know, how much should I be spending on marketing? All those types of questions. So the first thing I did, you know, in thinking about wanting to put together this, this podcast was, well, let's Google it and see what else is out there. We have our our take on it here at Builder Funnel. And I would say it's it's a little bit different from the stuff that you'll find if you're just Googling. And so I, I did. I Googled marketing budget for remodelers. And you can do the same thing and you'll probably find similar answers. So I found answers anywhere from 1% of revenue all the way up to you know 10%. And for custom builders, you tended to see ranges in the, you know, two to five percent in the and I would say custom builders and remodelers, that was the same kind of range. Two to five percent was a common range. If you're a contractor, so specialty trade, you know, roofing, siding, windows, you'll probably see ranges anywhere from seven percent to fifteen percent. And if you happen to be more of a production builder, higher volume, you'll probably see, you know, 0.5 to 2% as a general range. So that's kind of our basis, right? A wide range there, but generally, you know, remodelers, custom builders, two to 5%, contractors, seven to 15%. That's fairly in line with stuff that I've seen over the years. Before we get into breaking down, you know, the the percentages of revenue and that sort of thing. I thought it was pretty fascinating. You'll also see explanations for why you might be in different areas of the range. For example, there was an there was a house article and that suggested that if you've been in business for 1 to 5 years, you should be spending 12 to 20% of your revenue on marketing and if you've been in business for more than 5 years, spending six to 12%. I just want to say this makes no sense. This this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Why on earth does years in business have anything to do with what you should be spending on marketing? So it is important to, as you're consuming information, you know, researching, decision-making, all that sort of thing, it's good to 
read this information and then just take a quick step back and think about like, huh, I wonder why that is. Because to me, you know, you could have a business that started, you know, 18 months ago and grew really fast, maybe uh, word of mouth, they had some existing relationships and they might already be doing, you know, 2 million a year. And then they might be saying, okay, now we're going to start to spend on marketing and try to grow a little bit further. And maybe that 5% range is fine. And they've been in business for two years. But you also see a lot of companies that have been in business for 20 years and have never spent on marketing. And so, you know, going to from zero to two or 3% feels like the biggest jump in the world. And so they may be down in that range, but you also might have a company that's, you know, been in business for five, you know, six years. They have grown quite a bit. They put in some systems and they're like, we want to grow super aggressive. We want to try to double or triple this thing in, you know, the next two or three years. They might spend 10% of their revenue on marketing, knowing that they're trying to leap past a couple of levels and, and get get revenue cranked way up. So to me, the the years in business thing has has nothing to do with what you should be spending on marketing. All right. As just kind of a quick summary before we walk through an exercise, based on all the things that I could find online and based on the companies that we work with, it seems like a good general range for remodelers and custom builders is three to five percent of revenue spent on marketing, specialty trades, kind of that eight to twelve percent. So those are not, you know, hard and fast rules. You can flex up or down depending on the goals of your company. And that's kind of what we're going to get into here. So the first thing I want to do is walk through an exercise kind of mirroring two companies. And we'll we'll talk through, you know, a marketing budget in these ranges. So company A we'll say is not marketing. So they get nearly all of their leads from word of mouth and referral. So company A generates one in-person meeting every single week, and that translates into two projects per month. They're all referral type leads, so they close at a higher rate. So that'd be 50%, right? We'll just say four meetings in a month, one per week, and you close half of those, so you get two projects. To keep the math simple, we'll just say an average project size of 50 grand. So that translates to 100 grand a month which is a $1.2 million per year company. And they're doing zero marketing. It's all word of mouth and referral. Company B has, we'll say, a stronger marketing budget. And they're at the top end of that range, so 5%. And so company B generates the same one in-person meeting per week from their referrals and word of mouth, but they also get one meeting per week from their marketing efforts. So they are getting two in-person meetings every single week. So they've doubled their meetings, basically. However, company B closes 50% of their referral leads, just like company A. But we're going to say they only close 25% of their marketing generated leads because they don't have that referral trust built in. So they close at a lower rate. So this would translate to... 100k a month from the referrals so identical to company a and then they get one deal out of four meetings per week for an additional 50k a month so that brings them to 150 for the month instead of 100 or 1.8 million dollars per year so 1.2 versus 1.8 
So company B does 50% more revenue. And this is something that you would expect. Company B has a marketing budget. They're generating leads and meetings from their marketing. And so they're doing more revenue. But what I want to talk about here is kind of the psychology, because I've talked to many companies over the years, especially companies that have been in business for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And marketing has never been at the top of the list. They've grown very organically, usually slow, steady. They have some up years, some down years. But if you look at the trend lines, you know, every three years, they're generally bigger than they were three years past. And they get to this spot where even just jumping up to 1% of revenue feels like enormous. But if you're doing marketing and you have consistency in your sales pipeline, you get a couple of clear added benefits. So the first one is you don't have the tendency to decrease your gross margin to land a job. And so when you don't see many leads coming in, you tend to price projects too low, which means profitability suffers. So increasing your marketing and your lead flow increases your profitability because you're able to price those projects with confidence, knowing that, hey, I might lose some more of these projects, but that's okay. And you also have the confidence to know, hey, it's okay. I'm generating leads. But if you're if you're at that, you know, even just thinking about the company A, company B, company A had one in-person meeting a week. Company B has twice the opportunity. And so when you feel that lead flow and that meeting flow increase, you naturally gain confidence. And so there's this psychological component going on. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you for listening to the podcast. And in addition, if you ever want your marketing questions answered on the show, shoot a quick email to radio at builderfunnel.com. That's radio at builderfunnel.com. All right, back to the show. The other thing is that you have a greater ability to forecast. So you can plan ahead better because you know you have leads and sales coming in. And in our, our example of company A, company B, it's it's usually not one meeting per week or two meetings per week, right? Perfectly even. It comes in waves and it comes in seasons, right? And so November, December, typically slower, and then things pick up at certain times of the year. And so we're, we're using some averages just to talk through this, but you have that ability to forecast when you have a predictable marketing pipeline. And so when you don't, you can go weeks, months at a time where you're going, gosh, there's really not coming in if you're all word of mouth and referral. And it, and it becomes very unpredictable. And so when you can forecast, not only do you have the, the confidence, but now it gives you that confidence to make new hires, invest in new processes, technology, equipment. And those are oftentimes the things that will also improve profitability. And so the funny thing about it is 
you have to start losing money first when you start spending on marketing because you're going to start spending you know day one month one and you're not going to see a return back but as you start to build that machine the leads start to come in you start to close more business and you start to get paid back on that marketing investment and then as you build in the predictability it gives you that confidence to make that new hire and say you know what yeah, we are going to be at 1.8 this year instead of 1.2. I think we can pull the trigger on hiring this person or investing in this new technology or whatever that is. And so that this whole element on the psychological side is something that I wanted to outline because it's definitely something that I have experienced personally. When you have leads coming in all the time, then you feel like you always have opportunity in front of you and you tend to operate from an abundant mindset. When leads are trickling in or you go through spots when you aren't generating leads, it can feel a little bit scary and you wonder like, is this ever going to turn around? And so the more you can spend on marketing, the more it gives you that confidence to continue to push forward. The crazy part is too, the more that you're spending on marketing and the more leads you have coming in, then you are able to raise your prices and your margins are better, which leaves room for marketing. And so oftentimes companies that have not invested in marketing, they build their pricing model around not having a marketing budget. And so you get really used to selling at margins that don't leave room for marketing. And then when you go to increase your prices, there is that other psychological component, which is, I have never sold at this, you know, gross margin, gross profit before. I've never sold at this type of pricing before, and it feels really uncomfortable. So, always easier to start that way, but it, but it often doesn't happen that way. So, let's move on from the psychological component and talk through getting back to budgets and trying to figure out where you should be in those ranges that we talked about earlier. So. For me, it really comes back to a few things. And one of the big questions is, how fast are you trying to grow? And so if you are a smaller company and you simply need more raw dollars to make a dent, you know, so if you're if you're doing $750,000 in revenue, 3% of that is only $22,500. So there's a good chance that you may need to increase your percentage to make some real progress. And so you probably need to be closer to the 5%. And then you're probably going to put a lot of that in a couple of areas and just get very focused. If you're trying to grow a lot faster, maybe you're a $2 million company and you're trying to get to $4 million in 12 months, then you also might need to be at the 5%. If you don't have as aggressive growth goals, then you might be at the lower end of that range, maybe the 3%. And I think it's important too to think about what is your marketing budget to maintain and what is your marketing budget to grow? So again, if you're at 2 million and maybe 3%, then that might get you about to 2 million every single year. But if you're saying, hey, I really want to get to 2.5, then Another way to look at it is say, well, I really need to spend 3% of 2.5 to make sure I get there. So running off of the percentage, even if you're going to be at a lower percentage, 
you might run the lower percentage off of your goal number. And so to me, there isn't an exact percent that you should be at. It's helpful to have these ranges and understand, hey, these are the ranges that generally work with this business model of remodeling and custom home building. But at the end of the day, if you can build in you know, a marketing budget of 10% into your pricing and your gross margin, your gross profit, and it's getting you to your growth goals, then that may work for you. If you are much more established, you're not trying to grow really fast, and you're just trying to maximize maybe the level you're at, maybe you've built up a $10 million organization, you're just saying, hey, we run really profitable at 10 million. We're the right team size. We have the right people. I just want to reduce my overhead so that I can be more profitable. Then you might say, well, can I maximize all of my marketing channels and get this down to one or 2% and maintain 10 million, but I'm going to increase my profitability because I've just gone for a maximization effort. And so it really just depends on your goals and where you're going to to line up there. So I don't like the the cookie cutter, you know, everyone should be spending 3.5% of their revenue on marketing because I just don't think that's reality. So where do we go from here? We've talked about quite a few things. What are some common ranges? What's a good range for you? We've walked through a couple of examples. We've talked through the psychology that comes with having a robust marketing program and steady lead flow. Uh, but what what do we do now? And for me, it's establishing your baseline. So what's your current revenue? And then what is your current percentage? Where do you stand today? And then what is that also from a hard dollar marketing investment? So are you a $3 million company and you're spending you know, 60000 a year on marketing? I think that's 2%. Then document that and then say, well, what is my revenue goal for next year? Is it 3.2? Is it 3.5? Is it to get to four? And based on how aggressive that goal is, you might have to increase your marketing budget by a similar percentage or say, hey, I was really I was really at that 2%. I probably need to bump that up to 3% or maybe three and a half. And once you've established your baseline and your goals, you can pick somewhere in that range to test and say, hey, this this feels about right. If I'm at 2% now and I'm trying to grow, um, then I might need to bump that up and then do that and budget it in and plan to build it into how you price things and then commit to that marketing budget that fits your goals. So ignore the nonsense about years in business and the general like small business administration ranges and stuff that you can find online and start with what you know. And I always like to start with, if you have one or two marketing channels that have worked really well for you in the past, see if you can double down on those because there's a good chance you could bring your marketing budget from two to 3%. But if you, that's a 50% increase in your marketing budget. But if you can put all of that increase into, you know, the top one or two things that have already proven to work, then your confidence in the effectiveness of those should be very high and it should give you a high likelihood of hitting your goals for the next year. So no, we covered a lot there. Hopefully it gave you kind of a new perspective on the way to look at marketing budgets, how to break them down, where you fit in the range based on 
Where are you today and where are you going in the next 12 months? We'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.